Since quarantine has started, many of us start to notice the things we take for granted in our everyday lives. Things as simple as having a nice home, having necessities like toilet paper, and even just having the opportunity to see people and having time with our friends and family. This got me to wonder, what hardships did people like my great-grandmother face in the past? How did people cope and endure through the struggles of the Great Depression and World Wars? Did they complain? How did they survive these devastating situations? There are many women in my family that have overcome many challenges in their lives. My Nana Suzanne, when she was young, she had the left side of her body paralyzed and she was shy because of it. My great, great aunt Honey, when she was young, she traveled across the world on a steamship. My grandma Vera, who started a business and had to move and take care of three young kids. My great, great grandma Dagmar, who was the eldest of 12 and traveled to the US on a boat when she was just 16. My grandma Mickey, who raised two sons and overcame her husband's death when she was only 46. And her mom, my great grandma Lucille, who overcame many struggles throughout her life. This is the story of my great grandma, Lucille Peterson, and how she got through her childhood, the Great Depression, and World War II. When my great grandma Lucille was young, she moved many times. Her whole family had to sell everything they had to buy a 1928 Ford Touring car, and they moved into the West. So, what did your dad and mom do? I mean, they they worked all day. Did they, at the end of a day, did they read? Did they? Mm -hmm. Were they literate? They could read, right? They could read, yeah. Okay, so they've gone to school. Mm-hmm. And um, but they were probably so exhausted they just worked and went to bed. Yeah. Because you got they didn't have a TV. No. So what did you guys do in the evening, or was it visits? Radio. Radio. Oh. They do they listen to the radio yeah. a lot? Yeah, that was when they told stories on the radio and stuff. Mm -hmm. hmm. She says this in her story. Don't remember how long we stayed there, and again, Dad wasn't satisfied. We moved again, went back to Missouri. This time we lived not far from the old home place. While living here, we had a bad tornado, and Dad put us out a kitchen window and into a cellar until it was over. We just lost a chicken house. Raised cows, sheep, and bought horses. When we would have company, my mother would go and kill her own chickens and always bake the cake. We always had a large garden. We had no telephone, so on the night we wanted neighbors to come play cards, we would hang a sheet on the clothesline on a Saturday, and they could see it and would come over. This was the Glovers. We always traveled by wagon between our houses. Dad would put straw in the bottom of the wagon and then put a blanket over it and we would sit on this and cover it with a blanket. In the evening, when we were by ourselves, we would crack walnuts and eat and have apples. As a younger young woman, when she was in her teens, her family drove across the country and worked their way across the country. That was during the Depression days, so I imagine that was a very difficult time also. Most young ladies like to be with their friends and you know, just kind of hang out, especially in today's world. But in that time, they helped out with the family and they were a farming family. 
So, you know, the family spent most of their time working to put food on the table. So when they were, she was young, they traveled across the country working at different areas um, just to get by and finally settled in Seattle area. Um, so, you know, I'm sure that must have been a hard time for her as well. But again, she didn't complain about it. Eventually, they moved to Spokane, but a short time later, they moved on to Yakima to work in the fruit orchards. She says this in her story. Here we picked apples, pears, and hops, making about $1 a day. While living in two tents, we slept in one and cooked in the, and ate in the other. When the fruit season was over, we came to Portland looking for work, and from here on up to Seattle, where we lived in a one-room cabin on Highway 99. We worked in the garden weeding vegetables for $1 a day. After missing a year of high school because of moving, she went back to high school and finished her last two years. Lucille found a different house for rent, a bigger and better one with the same landlord, so she talked her dad into moving again. While going to high school, she met Eleanor in one of her classes, and they started going to one another's houses, and this is where she met my Grandpa Al. I would say probably the hardest and most identifying part of her life was her marriage to your grandpa, Al Peterson. They were only married for about under two months when he went off to serve in the army in World War II. And in that capacity, he was, ended up being there overseas for four years before he came home again. Uh, so your great-grandma did not see her husband for four years. Uh, she also, during that time, of, after being married for a few months, became pregnant. Um, and so your great-grandfather, Al, did not see his daughter Sandy for four years approximately um, that had to have been very difficult for my mom she lived with her parents at that time so they could help with the baby and she could help them out at the end of the war after traveling around Europe including Omaha Beach on D-Day, Al came home to Lucille and four-year-old Sandy. They had two more girls, my Aunt Pat and my Grandma Mickey. They lived a long, happy life together and brought so much joy to the family. Al passed away in 2002, and Lucille passed away on Memorial Day 2016 at the age of 95. Lucille was always willing to serve and provide for her family, and she has left so many memories for us to remember and for us to pass on. She sets an example for young women today to never give up and to always endure through difficult times. Hi, it's Bella Ray. L-U-R-A-Y. L-U-R-A-Y. That's in, yeah, it's about 1928. And that's Missouri? Mm-hmm. How do you spell Missouri? M-I-S-S-O-U-R-I. 
Thank you. <laughs> I forgot that one. <laughs>